0: Hi, guys. This is an impromptu, not my regularly scheduled podcast recording. I am sitting in my bedroom floor with a cup of coffee. It is early morning and something is on my heart. And I just keep thinking about it. And so I thought maybe I would do like a short form podcast and kind of tell you guys what I'm thinking in the hopes that maybe it'll give you something to chew on as well. I will also say I have, in the four years I've recorded this podcast, I have never said this before, but for the first time ever, I'm going to give a trigger warning. I had this thing happen yesterday that was very triggering for me, which is what I'm gonna talk about now, and it could be triggering for you. So I'm going to talk about death, and dying and paramedics and everything surrounding that. So I don't even like saying those words for you right now because it uh, makes me feel a certain kind of way because of my past. And so if that is something that is going to make you feel a certain kind of way, then this probably isn't an episode for you to listen to. And I just want to give you that before I jump in. Uh, I promise that, uh, you know me, it's not going to be negative or too sad, but it's it's definitely something that might uh, throw you off. So that was your last warning. <laughs> I'm going to jump in now. Yesterday, I had this really crazy experience. And at first, I wasn't going to talk about it because it was so upsetting for me that I thought, you know, I don't ever want to put things out in the world that are upsetting to other people, I want to try and spread joy and positivity. But I also think I know that there are lessons even in the hardest things. And yesterday was really hard for me. So I decided I would I would talk to you guys about it here on the show. So I guess we have to start with the fact that I wasn't supposed to be in town yesterday. That That's a piece that's really important in this. I was actually meant to go to New York for work. And then at the last minute, had to cancel my trip because I had things here in Austin that uh, I couldn't shift around. And so I found myself, um, it was a Sunday and my trip had gotten canceled in the morning. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm up because I had to cancel all this stuff. And so I'm going to go do my run. And yesterday I decided I was going to do the whole uh, circle, which is about 10 miles. And I head out there super early. So I'm, I go out at sunrise because it's so, it's already like getting so hot here in, in Austin for the summertime. And I decide, Hey, I'm going to start really early so that I can get as much of the cooler and I'm using air quotes, the cooler temperature as I possibly can. And I'm on my run and I'm feeling good and happy to be outside. And it's one of my favorite places. And so I'm just like super blessed to be out there. If you're a runner like me maybe you will understand this but for me that's a sacred time it feels a lot like church or therapy or something it's just it's it's an incredible time to think or pray or meditate or manifest or whatever I just it's really special so i'm running and I get about I don't know maybe four or five miles in and the reason I told you about the time is because it's so early there aren't a lot of people out. There's like the handful that I see all the time, the the bikers or the runners who are kind of doing the same thing I'm doing. But for the most part, it's pretty empty. And I come around a bend and there are, I mean, six fire trucks, four ambulances, cop cars, lights on, sirens off, just all kind of parked. And I'm already having a problem. I- I assume if you're listening to this podcast that you've read my books and so maybe you know that my older brother committed suicide when I was 14 and I found him and that morning in my life is obviously really awful and traumatic and I have uh, PTSD and I've done so much therapy and like have learned to manage it really well, but there are still things and that will absolutely trigger me. And ambulances and fire trucks and that scene that I jogged into yesterday is 100% one of those things, because it reminds me of what it looked like outside of our house that day. So I come around this corner and I see all of this, but I can't tell why. And now two things happen here and I'm going to speak, I, I hope this makes sense, but if you have ever gone through something like I went through, I don't know if you handle it in the same way, but now I feel like my brain is like, what is going on? Like, I want to be able to understand what is going on so that I can tell myself that it's okay. And I'm at this, like, I can't, the trail is they've like put up yellow caution tape and I can't like go on the trail. So I have to go around what's happening, but I'm also like trying to figure out what's going on because there is this, at least for me, desire to like understand because if I can understand what has happened, then I feel like on some level I can calm myself down. Your brain does this thing where it tries to like find an answer for something that's scary and, that's what it was trying to do. So I go way around. I'm, you know, on not on the trail. I have to like sort of loop around. But as I'm looping around, I just want to say one more time, trigger warning. Like as I loop around, I see that there, there's like a group of maybe 12 first responders. And one of them is doing chest compressions on someone. And the rest are just Watching. And what I'm looking at is this young, I think, paramedic who is trying so hard to revive someone who is no longer with us. And I'm watching the other first responders who are just sort of like, we're going to let this kid try even though there's no, there's no hope. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that. There is not a world where only one person is still trying to do something and everybody else is just standing there. And it was horrible. It was so horrible. And I just, um, I stopped where I was on the trail and I just prayed for everybody in that circle. I prayed for the person who was no longer with us. And I prayed for that young paramedic who was working so hard, who was trying so hard. And I prayed for the team around him who was going to have to, at some point, help him to stop trying. And I felt like so, oh God, like so terrible. And like so many emotions of like, Oh, like, oh, it I just was, it was horrible. Okay. So that's what happened. So I, I prayed and then I kept walking because I felt like I don't want to, I don't want to draw attention to this and I don't want to like be a, someone trying to watch and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I couldn't, like I carried it with me for the rest of the day and I have... I have it still. This happened yesterday morning and I'm still sitting with this thing and asking myself why I saw that. Why? Why I saw that? Uh, Because I don't believe in coincidence at all. I I don't. I, I think that we walk into or experience whatever was set up in our lives, like we made decisions that led to a moment and this was the moment. And I made decisions that led to a moment and the moment I walked into was this. And what was so crazy to me was that as I was standing there, um, you know, far off, I'm not like close to what's happening. Other people who are like had gone around too are just running by, just running by, like uh, unaware or I don't know. And so I'm just like grappling with all of these things because even in these moments, like this awful moment, I'm like, okay, what what is the lesson? And I'm sorry, I know that this isn't an eloquent, this is like maybe the least eloquent podcast I've ever done for you guys. And it's jumbly and not well thought out, but there's there's some lesson in this. There's something. And here are just some things that I've thought about since this happened yesterday. Firstly, I never have ever thought about how many nurses and doctors and firemen and police women and paramedics and first responders or teachers or anybody, I have never thought about the people who work so hard to bring someone back who's gone. I've never thought about that before. I have thought countless times about the bravery or the courage of these people who help us, but I have never thought about what it must feel like to work that hard, to try so much, and to not have it work. And so the first thing I felt yesterday was just deep gratitude And I just want to say that, that if you're listening or you know someone who is a first responder or who has had this situation happen, I just want to acknowledge that because people don't. I think that you get celebrated for the times that you heal. You get celebrated for the times that you know how to fix it. You know how to make it right. You know how to save the person. But then there must be countless times where you can't. And you keep trying anyway. That guy yesterday, he was trying so hard. He was trying so hard. And it wasn't enough. And it wasn't his fault that it wasn't enough. It just was. It just is. That's life sometimes. Life also involves death. That's just true. But I just want to honor and acknowledge those of you who have stood alongside both life and death, and that you hold space that we can't even contemplate. And I just want to honor that. So that's first. And then the second thing that I thought about a lot, and I have thought about this many times over the years, and maybe if you've ever lost someone close to you, maybe you've experienced this thought as well. But one of the Weirdest, most awful, most beautiful parts of life is that at any second in the day, someone dies, and there are people whose life, as they know it, is over in that moment. Like they are still living, but the life that they had is over. It's done. It's everything has changed. They are devastated by this blow. But for the rest of the world, it's just a Sunday morning. It's the craziest thing. I remember so distinctly the morning that my brother died. This was, oh my gosh, um, 24 years ago. God, it's crazy it's been that long. Yeah, 24 years ago. So we didn't have phones. We didn't have digital pictures. We didn't have things like that. And we were all, the whole family was obviously a, a absolute mess. And my mom was inconsolable and she wanted pictures of Ryan. She just wanted a picture. And it just so happened that we had gone on a trip recently, Ryan and I had gone on a trip with my dad. And those pictures were already at the photo center at Walmart. Like there was a time, and like some of you are having a blast from the past right now, but there was a time where you were, you know you took your pictures on film and then you had to take it down somewhere and then have it processed. And so it was being processed at Walmart. And the, the afternoon, so he died in the morning in the afternoon, I remember my cousin, because my mom was like inconsolable. And I was like, wait, there's pictures. There's pictures at Walmart. And so my cousin took me down to the Walmart to go get the pictures. And I remember just walking around so numb and in shock that for everyone else, It was just Monday afternoon. Like my world was over. My hero was dead. And for everybody else, it was just Monday. And there's something so painful about that. And also there's something so beautiful about that, that the world just keeps pushing forward. On the same trail yesterday where I saw this thing, this horrible thing, I saw little kids learning to ride their first bike. And I saw ducks and I saw birthday parties. It's like this beautiful thing about life that it holds both. And it was a good reminder. And I think it's impossible to see loss or death and not ask yourself how you're living. How are you living? Like I I don't know about you guys, but it is impossible for me to be aware of someone dying, someone I know, or a friend of a friend, or in this case, whatever was happening yesterday, it's impossible for me to see that and not ask myself, if today was it, if today was your last day, are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of the way you're living? Are you proud of the way that you're showing up as a mother? Are you proud of how you love well as a friend? Are you proud of yourself as a leader? Are you proud of yourself? Are you Are you proud? And pride doesn't mean achievement. Pride isn't about a list of successes that you pile up on each other. For me, pride is like, man, did I love well? Was I kind? Did I laugh? Was I present? I spent a lot of time yesterday thinking about that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time yesterday thinking about that. And then the last thought is I was just like, astounded at human emotion and energy. I wish, I wish I knew the name of this guy that was working so hard yesterday. I wish that I, I wish I could send him a note and I wish I could tell him that I saw the courage and the bravery and the fear. And I I watched even from afar I watched this human literally try to give their energy and their life force to someone else. Try to give it with, like, couldn't, couldn't see that it was hopeless. Couldn't see that there was no chance. Like, the other people who are standing around, the older people, the, the ones who maybe had been through this before, they all knew I knew from far, I have no training from far away. I knew what I was seeing. But this kid, this guy, he was trying so hard. He was trying to will his intent into something that was never going to, it wasn't going to work. No matter how pure his intention and no matter how much love and no matter how he wanted so desperately to help. It was time. It was that person's time. And I couldn't help but think about how often as humans we try and do this with other humans. How often do you try so desperately to help? Your whole heart and your whole being goes into trying to give your love and your energy and your life force into someone and it's just never, it's never gonna work. I just feel like we believe so deeply and we want to help so desperately. And there are times when everybody else around you can see that what you're literally doing is running yourself into exhaustion, running yourself, depleting yourself, trying so hard. And I know that I'm using an analogy about something really serious and really painful to illustrate a different point. But I wonder how many people listening to this are staying with an abusive partner, are trying again and again and again to help a parent kick the addiction, are believing that if they just love hard enough or work hard enough or figure it all out, that you can fix this person, that you can make it right, that you can give them the will and the intent to change. And God, the truth is that sometimes, sometimes you can't. And I don't know, I don't know the answers to this because I think that as a human, you have every right to keep trying until it begins to hurt you. I think you have every right to try and make the marriage work until it begins to hurt you. I think that the first time, the first time that they laid hands on you should have been the last time that you ever interacted with them. But I also know that life doesn't always go that way. I, I wanted to talk about this because I just thought, damn, I don't have the answers for you but maybe we should ask some questions. Maybe we should ask if it's appropriate for you as the child to try and fix the parent. Maybe we should ask if it's safe for you to be in relationship with your sister when she's this toxic and this hateful and this emotionally abusive. Maybe we should ask ourselves, every single person listening to this, if there is a situation in our life where we are trying to impose our will for the best reasons, for the best reasons with love, with like so much love and so much goodness, we're trying to make something, trying to put ourselves into someone else in the hopes of saving them, but we're doing it, you're doing it in a way that's killing you. You know, yesterday I feel like I feel like what I saw was the other people, maybe the the more seasoned people who thought we just have to let him try, right? We just have to let this kid try. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're not ready to let go. Maybe you just right now feel like you have to keep doing it this way. But I'm recording this because I believe in my heart That someone, and even if it's only one person, needed to hear this today so that they could ask themselves if they're trying to will someone else, some situation, some project, some relationship into what they want it to be instead of seeing what actually is. I don't have the answers, but I'm really good at asking questions, mostly of myself. And today, for you too. So... I hope, I hope you got something out of this. And if it was discombobulated and made no sense, I apologize. (laughs) Just felt like I don't believe in coincidence. And so maybe one of you needed to hear this too.